word of the Lord this morning, and I am going to be reading from the book of Colossians. If you'd like to stand for the reading of the word, you're certainly welcome to do that. From the book of Colossians in the second chapter. Colossians chapter 2, and I want to begin reading at the sixth verse. The word of the Lord says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him, In baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. I want to take my text primarily from the ninth and 10th verses. For in Jesus dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Can we give God praise for that? Hallelujah. And by the help of the Lord today, I want to preach to you a very simple message on this subject. We are complete in Jesus. We are complete in Jesus. Can we lift our voices together in prayer right now? Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you for the word of our testimony. I pray, oh God, that as we hear your word today and declare it, I pray that it will go forth and not return void, but that it will find good ground. Hallelujah, the good ground of a believing heart. And help us, I pray, to receive your word, to believe your word, to obey your word. I pray in Jesus' name that as I preach the word of God, an anointing of the Holy Ghost would come upon me and upon your people. Hallelujah. As we hear and receive the word of God to our souls, in Jesus' precious name we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. One of the great visions of the Bible was described by the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet of the Lord who was, who was anointed of God to uh, prophesy to the nation of Israel in some of its most difficult times, certainly in their most spiritually duressing times. And God took him by way of vision. He said the Lord took him in the spirit to a place that was he called a valley of dry bones. There were dry bones everywhere. It was a graveyard, really. And except that they weren't in graves, they were just bones that were scattered everywhere. It was a mess. As Ezekiel came upon that place, surely he had to be considering in himself what in the world am I looking at because it was just it was a grotesque sight it was it was a symbol of death 
It was a symbol of, of corruption, of what happens to the human body in its state of degradation, dilapidation, death. And he stood there in that valley of dry bones and, and said, Lord, what, what do you want me to do with this valley of, of dry bones? And why are you sharing this with me? And the Lord said, I'm, I'm showing you the, the state of the whole house of Israel. See, when you're talking about the whole house of Israel, it's, it's more than just the nation of Israel. When you're talking about the whole house of Israel, see, Israel, the word Israel, when we talk about El, it, it has the name of God in it. A prince who has favor with God. That's what the Lord said to Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, but your name will be changed to Israel because you have prevailed with God and you have found favor with God and you are a prince with the Lord. So Israel, before Israel was a nation, Israel was a person. Jacob was Israel. And Jacob's children became the, the tribes of Israel. And their children became the nation of Israel. And we know from the teachings of, of course, Jesus and of the Old Testament prophets and of the New Testament apostles that the nation of Israel is even a spiritual dynamic, a spiritual entity. One is not an Israelite because of, because of their nationality alone, but one is an Israelite by their faith. Hallelujah. And so when we talk today about being a part of Israel, we are grafted into this lineage of Abraham. We have been placed into this great biological lineage through spiritual means. So when the Bible talks about the whole house of Israel, it's talking about the nation of Israel, yes. But it's also talking about the spiritual nation of Israel. And so the Lord told Ezekiel, said, this that you're looking at is the whole house of Israel. They have, they have gone by way of the grave. Their bones are scattered abroad. They have lived on this earth and they have died on this earth. And that is the reality of this earth we're living in, ladies and gentlemen. People live here and people die here. And he said, Israel has lived here and Israel has died here. But he said, the difference between these bones and the bones of those who refuse to believe and to obey is that these bones are going to live again. He said, I want you to know that I will breathe on these bones. He told the prophet Ezekiel, he said in this vision, he said, declare unto these bones. Prophesy to these bones. And let these bones know that the Lord will breathe on them. And Ezekiel is in this vision and he's supposed to prophesy to these bones. And he's kind of, you know, looking around like making sure nobody's looking at him. And here it goes. And he starts prophesying to a valley of dry bones. I preached in some places where I thought I was prophesying to a valley of dry bones. Amen. I'm glad that's not the way it is at Tree of Life Church. You know, I'm glad for that. I'm thankful that at Tree of Life Church, when, when somebody hears something that they agree with, that they'll say, Amen. Or preach, preacher. Or that's right. Or just rejoice in the Lord because he's good and he's great and he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for that. But if we've got some dry bones in the house this morning, let me declare unto those dry bones, if you'll trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him, he shall direct your paths. I want you to know that the Spirit of the Lord can breathe on you and you can live again. 
I don't know. I don't know what happened in your life that decimated you. I don't know what happened in your life that stripped you apart emotionally and left you in shambles spiritually or mentally or emotionally or physically the way this valley of dry bones is described. But as Ezekiel said to that graveyard, I say unto you, the Spirit of the Lord can breathe on you and bring new life in you. Can bring new life into you. He said, furthermore, not only will I breathe on these bones, but he said, I will, I will, I will lay sinew upon these bones. And I will put flesh upon these bones. And I will put skin on these bones. That is interesting to me because he didn't just say, I'm going to make them look alive. He described the process and he described the three layers of skin. There's three layers of skin. There's a, 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 a dermis, epidermis, a dermis, and then there's a connective tissue layer, which we would describe as, as sinew. And, and so the Lord said, I am going to bring these bones back to life. And I'm going to lay upon them one layer of, of skin and a second layer of skin and a third layer of skin. I'm going to bring back Everything that these bones lost. Hallelujah. And I will breathe into them. How in the world is that going to happen? He said, you just, you just do what I tell you to do. You know, we would get a lot farther in life if we would just do what God tells us to do. We've got to second guess and question and get confused and get, get upset about what doesn't go the way we want it to go. But if we would just do what the Lord says to do, hallelujah. Listen, I don't know what he's telling you to do right now, but if you just do what he tells you to do and don't question him and don't fight with him and don't argue with him, you'll be glad you listen to him a year from now. You'll be glad you listen to him two years from now. You'll be glad you listen to him ten years from now. I've yet to meet the person to come to me and say, you know what, I obeyed God and that was the worst thing I ever did. I really regret that decision I made to take him at his word. I really regret that decision I made to obey the precepts of the Lord. I've never met anybody who has ever said that. I have had a lot of people say, if I'd have just obeyed what the Lord said, if I would have just listened to what the scriptures were teaching, the principles of the scriptures, ladies and gentlemen, are called precepts. There's a reason that they are precepts. They are before time. They are before birth. They are before creation. These are things that existed before man existed and they matter and they are true and they are right. So Ezekiel just do what I tell you to do. And Ezekiel opened up his mouth and began to prophesy over those bones. And as he did, sinew came upon those bones. And flesh came upon those bones. And skin came upon those bones. And they stood upright. And, there, and, and yet there was still no breath in them. The original prophecy had not yet come to pass. And the Lord said, prophesy to the wind. And Ezekiel prophesied to the wind. And said, come, O four winds of the earth. And breathe upon these bones. Hallelujah. And the winds of the earth, didn't matter which direction they were blowing, they all concentrated their efforts upon breathing upon this army of, of bones and the wind of God moved into the nostrils and through the lungs of these body these bodies that were stretched out across this valley and they lived again I've come to let you know that's a reflection of our world today you don't have to look far to find out that our world is like a valley of dry bones you don't have to look far to realize how many dead dreams and dashed hopes and dashed desires there are in this world seems like every other day we wake up to the news of somebody whether we know them in person or perhaps we know of them by their celebrity, but somebody going by way of the grave again and again and again. It happens without fail. They, people are born and then people die. It is the way of this
this earth, but it is not the way of God. It is not the will of God. You have grown accustomed to death, and you have grown accustomed to the things of death. You're used to your body getting sick. You're used to your mind becoming depressed. You're used to your world shattering around you. And we all are like a valley of dry bones, but I can hear the word of the Lord say, you're going to live again if you'll trust in me. I'm going to bring it all back if you'll trust in me. I'm going to put a new life on you. I'm going to put new breath in you. I'm going to put a new hope and a new desire in your heart. Hallelujah. I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, the tree of life is here for the healing of the nations. We are here for the healing of the heart. We are here for the healing of the spirit. We are here for the healing of the mind. We are here for the healing of the body. We believe in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We believe in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. We believe, ladies and gentlemen, in the miracles of our God. We believe that he goes before us and that he fights our battles and that he'll give us joy in the midst of sorrow and that he'll give us peace in the midst of a storm. We believe that about our God. We believe that he'll be with us like a pillar of cloud by day and that he'll be with us like a pillar of fire by night. We believe that he'll be a light in our darkness. We believe that he'll fill our soul with a new hope and a, a new love for life. Yes, he will. He'll meet you in your darkest hour. Yes, he will. He will meet you in your darkest hour. When you don't feel like you can go on, the Spirit of the Lord will come to you and say, go on ahead, my brother. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm telling you this morning? Because when I tell you that that's what we're all about, we're all about that because we have found it to be true of Jesus. If I were to get up here and just tell you that this was something that, that you can have in life, I would only be telling you half of the story. I I have to tell you the whole story. The whole story is that, that yes, you can be complete, but you can only be complete in Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that you can be made whole in your spirit. But I've got to tell you the whole truth. You can only be made whole in Jesus. Hallelujah. You can't be made whole by thinking your way to wholeness. You can't be made whole by thinking positive thoughts. Hallelujah. I, I understand that there is a power in positive thinking. But it is not the power you need that exists in positive thinking. The power you need is the power of the Holy Ghost. The power you need is the power of Jesus' name. The power you need is the power that is resident in the word of our God. Oh, hallelujah, there is power. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Power over every sin. Power over every sickness. Power over every cancer that they have discovered or have yet to discover. Power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want you to know something. Jesus Christ is who we're exalting today. It is in him that we have Hallelujah, our salvation. It is in him that we have our song. It is in him that we have our hope. Notice what the word of the Lord says. The Lord said, blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done. Thy thoughts which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Bird offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Then said I, lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. I want you to understand what is happening here. 
This book of Psalms are the songs of David, the psalmist. This was the shepherd boy of Israel who out on the hillside of Judea would get alone with God while keeping his father's sheep. And he would praise unto God and sing unto the Lord and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And if you know anything about praise, you know something happens when you begin to praise the Lord. He becomes alive to you when you praise the Lord. I wonder if somebody can just be a witness with me today. That when you praise God, something beautiful happens inside of you. Hallelujah. My Lord have mercy. You ought to try it sometime. You ought to try it when the enemy comes in like a flood on your mind. You ought to try it when your spirit becomes depressed and suppressed. You ought to open up your mouth and say, Lord, I've come to praise you. Lord, I've come to lift up your holy name. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory. You know, while we're talking about the book of Psalms, you know, for somebody who, has never, who had never been in a Pentecostal service, what we just did would look crazy. This is supposed to be church. Everybody's supposed to be real quiet. But see, the book of Psalms teaches us how to get in touch with God and how to feel his presence. And the scripture says that he inhabits the praises of Israel. And remember who the whole house of Israel is. He inhabits the praises of Israel. So everything we're doing, the book of Psalms specifically tells us to do. He says, sing, make a joyful noise, clap your hands, shout unto God. He said, dance. Hallelujah. You say that's crazy. If you want to think it's crazy, that's your business. But you go ahead and stay in the, in the molly grubs if you want to. You go ahead and stay depressed and discouraged if you want to. But as for me and my house, we're going to sing, we're going to clap, we're going to make a joyful noise. And we're going to be in communion with the Lord our God. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter what lion has broken in on this flock. And it doesn't matter what bear has broken in on this flock. And it doesn't matter what giant threatens the armies of the Lord. And it doesn't matter what betrayal may take place in your life. If you'll praise the Lord in his presence, there'll be fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there'll be pleasures forevermore. When he said, lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. He was saying the volume of the book, ladies and gentlemen, are these Old Testament prophecies. That's the volume of the book. The volume of the book are the collective writings and declarations of those holy men of old who spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And one after another from different generations, different backgrounds, different educational levels, different occupations. But one after another from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob to Joseph, from Moses to Joshua. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm telling you from David to Zechariah to Habakkuk to Haggai to Micah to Malachi the Psalms the Proverbs the Solomon song Joshua judges and Ruth and the Chronicles and the Kings and Samuel every one of them with one accord declared and exalted the power of the Messiah to come hallelujah And they made no bones about it. They said that Messiah will be the Lord who is our salvation. Hallelujah. Oh, we know that he's our banner. And we know that he's our healer. 
And we know that he's our, our present help in trouble. We know, hallelujah, that he is our peace. And we know that he is our shepherd. And we know that he is our deliverer. We know this, that he is our covering. We, we understand that he is our righteousness. But that's not all that he is. As a matter of fact, if you want to encapsulate all of God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rophi, Jehovah Rohe, hallelujah, Jehovah Mekadesh, Jehovah Sitkanu. If you want to encapsulate all of God, take the fullness of the Godhead. The Godhead is all that God is. And he is so much. I don't have enough time in my life to preach all that God is. In fact, I won't have enough time in eternity to declare his glory. He's the beginning and he's the ending. He's the first and he's the last. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the great I am and he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. If you want to wrap up all that God is, you can put it all into one name. My God. Now, when you go home today, everybody drive careful. But if, God forbid, something goes awry and you find yourself in a position of needing immediate help right now, when you, if, you, if you slam on your brakes and you're not stopping fast enough, if you start squealing and turning and, and you don't know what the end result is going to be and you need God and you need Him now, and you don't know whether to call on him as a deliverer or as a healer or as a provider or I mean he any one of those things would be helpful you're just not sure what I'll tell you what I'll simplify it for you just call on the name of Jesus because all of it is in that name Heaven is in that name. You know who's shouting right now? You know who's praising right now? Those who have called on that name. Those who said, Jesus. If you've been in this a little while, it's easy. It's easy to forget that, that if it's not for the Lord's mercies, then we are consumed. It's easy to forget that it is the Lord who supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Life can become so good and your mind can develop such a peace that you can start to think that this is the way it always was. No, sir. No, ma'am. You were just a bunch of dry bones before the Holy Ghost got a hold of you. You were just a bunch of dry bones scattered and shattered before the breath of God breathed upon you hallelujah listen to what the word of the Lord says about Jesus a lot of, see the Pharisees made the mistake they would read the Psalms and it would it would say something and then they would think okay then let me go try to do that so that I can I can have these precious promises but you know you gotta understand these precious promises are about Jesus in the volume of the book, it is written of me. When you read about a promise of God, that, listen, you and I are under a curse in our flesh. You, that's why we keep dying. That's why we keep getting sick. This human body, this fleshly life, this thing is under an, an, under an earthly curse. But
but Jesus came to break the chain. Jesus came to break that curse off of you. So notice what the word of the Lord says. Lord, in Psalm 15 and 1, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. Psalm 24 describes as well. He said, he said, who shall ascend in verse 3 into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Here's the response. It is possible, not for you and I in our flesh. We cannot ascend into the hill of the Lord. Don't you know that there's a highway to heaven and it's a highway called holiness and you're too much of a sinner to go there and I'm too much of a sinner to go there. Don't you understand, ladies and gentlemen, that even my good deeds fall so dramatically short of ever reaching his holiness. It doesn't matter how good I try to be. I can never be good enough to go to heaven. The question of who can ascend into the hill of the Lord, I'm not even in that equation. I've missed my chance. I've sinned and come short of the glory of God. When the Bible says I've come short of the glory of God, it is telling me I have sinned and I cannot ascend into the hill of the Lord. That I have sinned and I cannot stand in His holy place. That's what the Bible is telling me and telling you. So the question is, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? Here's the answer. He. Wait, you wait a minute. You, you wait a minute. You mean there is somebody? Because all the people I know, even those who act like they're perfect, mm -mm. I love them, but trust me, they ain't going there. Then who can? He. Wait, wait, wait. He's telling us somebody's going to make it. Somebody's going to stand in the holy place. Somebody's going to ascend into the hill of the Lord. There is somebody who will stand in his holy place. There is somebody who will ascend into the hill of the Lord. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. He, not you, not me, but he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Now when the Pharisees would read something like that and they would read, oh, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Oh, you know what? We can do it. He just said we can if we have clean hands and a pure heart. And so they go grab the only rag they have. The Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. So they got this nasty old rag. And they're like, okay, if I clean my hands, then I can ascend into the hill of the Lord. And they got this nasty, dirty, nasty old tattered rag of self-righteousness. And they start cleaning their hands with self-righteousness. And their hands are dirtier after they try to be holy than it was before they weren't holy at all. They, they're washing themselves with rags that have no power or ability to make them clean. Jesus looked at those Pharisees and said, you are searching these scriptures. And they could. They could quote all these scriptures. They could quote any of us under the table. He said, you search the scriptures again because you're missing the point of the scriptures. You think by reading them that you can dot I's and cross T's and find eternal life. And I'm telling you that the scriptures you're reading are testifying of me. He said when you read about who can ascend into the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place, that's not talking about you. It's talking about Jesus. Jesus can ascend into the hill of the Lord. Jesus can stand in the holy place of God. Why? Because he has clean hands. Because he has a pure heart. 
Because he hasn't sworn deceitfully. Because he does not take up a reproach against his neighbor. You never saw anybody as complete as Jesus. So complete, he didn't even need a place to lay his head. And you didn't hear him complaining about it. He just had no place to lay his head. That's all right. I'm complete. You know, he never married. He was 33 and a half years old when he died. He never married. And and marriage is an institution God created to teach us the love of God. But Jesus was so complete. When his friends turned on him, he didn't turn his back on God. You want to know why? Because he's so complete. Hallelujah. When folks would betray him and when folks would smite him, he'd turn the other cheek. Why? Because he's so complete. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody would ask him for a cloak. He'd give him this cloak and his coat. Why? Because he's so complete. Somebody tell him to walk a mile. He'd go the extra mile because he's so complete. Hallelujah. He never felt the need to mistreat a sinner because he's so complete. He never felt the need, ladies and gentlemen, to hurt those who are already hurting because he's so complete. He never felt the need to envy somebody else's ability because he's so complete. And I want you to know that when this thing is said and done, if you'll be in Christ, you'll be complete like he's complete. Oh, don't make me preach it to you the way the Bible says to preach it. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. He's so complete. I'm not, I'm not complete. I'm not complete in and of myself. So many insecurities, so many fears, so many, so many just, so many weaknesses, so many struggles. Just, just, I could, I could fly off a handle at the drop of a hat. You roll your eyes at me and we're going to have a problem now. That's me in my flesh, but in Christ. Hallelujah. In Christ, I place my trust. In Christ, I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. Hallelujah. The scripture says that the promises of God are yea and amen. In Christ. The scripture says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. The Bible says that we sit together in heavenly places in Jesus. I want you to know that your completeness comes from being in Christ. And if you'll be in Christ, then like him, you will ascend into the hill of the Lord. See, his body is different than any body that has ever lived. His is a resurrected body. We can be baptized into his body. I don't know who your favorite favorite superhero is, but you can't be baptized into their body. And I don't know who your favorite celebrity is, but you can't be baptized into their body. And I don't know who your favorite singer is, but you can't be baptized into their body. But my Bible tells me, know ye not that as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That means the same victory that he had over death, hell, and the grave, you'll have over death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. Don't you know that because you're in his resurrected body that you're going to have a resurrected body so yes absolutely for the rest of my life I will preach baptism in the name of Jesus Christ I won't bury anybody in anyone else's name or title I will only baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ 
for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible says. Let me tell you really quick, and I'm, and I'm not going to be much longer. I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. But, but just let me tell you what happens at baptism. Let me tell you what happens at baptism. When, 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 when God told Moses, he said, Moses, turn the waters of Egypt into blood. Moses took his rod and he stuck the, water, the rod into the waters of Egypt. When he stuck the wa- rod into the waters of Egypt, the waters of Egypt turned to blood. Now, I have a question. Whose blood was that? Because he didn't say turn it to a bunch of red stuff. You know, Moses didn't throw food coloring in the water. Well, nobody's looking to stir. No, it turned to blood. And we know that it turned to blood because every living organism in the water died. Now, I don't know whose blood it was. And I don't, I, the Bible doesn't say whose blood it was. But I, all I'll say is this. Whatever blood that was, whosever blood that was, that turned the waters of Egypt into blood, is that it did exactly to those waters what the blood of the Lamb did in my life. Because when I was baptized in Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus came upon my life. And every living parasitic organism that was inside of me died by the power You hear what I'm preaching to you? There used to be parasites of fear that used to gnaw on me. There used to be parasites of lust and pride and envy and rebellion and bitterness and hatred that used to eat at my spirit and drain me of my energy. But when somebody took me down into the waters and said, because you repented of your sins and believe in the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Christ our Lord and because you're being obedient to the word of God I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins they took me down in those waters in Jesus name when I hit the waters in Jesus name the water turned to blood and the fear died and the depression died and the lust and the hatred and the envy and the rebellion die. It dies in Christ because he's complete. And I'm complete, not outside of him, oh, but in him. I'm complete. I have found his grace. Is all complete. He supplieth every need. While I sit and learn at Jesus' feet. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen? We're complete in Jesus. The apostle Peter said concerning Noah's ark and Noah's the flood. He said, he said that, that that whole experience of the waters and the flood and the ark. He said that that is... That that's the way baptism doth also now save us. That's what it does. The same way that Noah's ark and the flood saved the earth, that that baptism doth also now save us. It's not just a ritual. It's not just a ceremony. It is the way God chooses to save his people from their sins. So, so, So just as Noah's ark and the people of the earth You you see, the people of the earth were filled with wickedness and violence and ungodliness. And the wrath of God was coming down upon the people of the earth. And all the violence died. God judged the earth. And all the violence died. And all the sin died. And all the iniquity died. And and I'm going to tell you, with the violence we have in 2018, it's only a matter of time before it happens again. And the wickedness, it's only a matter of time before it happens again. Not by water, but by fire next time. And, and, and so the scripture says that just as the water cleansed the earth of the violence and the wickedness, that's what baptism does. It cleanses our life of all the wickedness and all the uncleanness. But that ark, that ark, 
is like the name of Jesus. And when you get inside that ark, I'm going to tell you what that ark was built to last. It was daubed with slime and mortar and pitch. It was, it was made to last the judgment of God. The watery grave of God baptizing the earth. The ark was meant to last. Can I tell you that when you go down in the waters of baptism, in the name of Jesus Christ, it's like getting into Noah's ark. And those waters strip your spirit of all the sin stain. Strip your, because remember the waters turn to blood. So it strips your spirit of every unclean and evil and vile thing. But it saves you because you're in the ark. You're in the name, the name of Jesus. And the only thing that's going to withstand the judgment of God is the name of Jesus. The only thing that's not going down in this world is the name of Jesus. There's an old song my great-grandfather wrote. It said, everything that's not of Jesus shall go down. Shall go down, my brother. It shall go down. Everything that's not of Jesus shall go down, and the name of Jesus shall prevail. Yet understand what he's saying. He's saying that there's coming a day when the judgment of God will come upon this earth so violently, and you've got to be ready to be saved and the only way to be saved is in Jesus Christ hallelujah 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 somebody ought to thank God he made a way of escape somebody ought to thank God he made a way of escape how many remember how many remember how many remember when you were unsaved? How many remember when you didn't have a hope in this world? How many remember when you were lost and confused and dying? But Jesus came and sweetly said, I'll take your sins away. Oh, come on, lift up your hands and praise his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands and praise his name. Thank you, precious Jesus. Thank you, precious Jesus. Thank you, precious Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up a praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Come on, you are complete in him. You are complete in him. You are complete in him. And I'm going to tell you how to get in him. He is the door. Walk through the door. Walk into the waters of baptism in Jesus' name. I want everybody who has been baptized in the name of Jesus, I want you just to lift up a praise unto the Lord right now. If you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, lift up a praise unto the Lord. Come on, praise him. Praise him. I want you to praise him for the victory he gave you over sin and sadness. I want you to give him praise for the victory he gave you. Hallelujah. Over bitterness and resentment. Come on, give him the praise right now. Give him the praise right now. Give him the praise right now. Give him the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want everybody who's had the breath of God to sweep over their spirit. Hallelujah. And new life be breathed into their Holy Ghost lungs. I want you to give him praise right now. I want everybody who wants to live again with him in the resurrection. I want you to praise him right now. Come on, I want everybody who knows beyond the shadow of a doubt that he's going to raise you to walk in newness of life. Give him praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture says, sacrifice and offering. Thou wouldest not, but a body. Thou hast prepared for me. Don't you know that's the body we're seeing in the book of Ezekiel? Sinews laid upon it. Flesh being laid upon it. Skin being laid upon it. Wind being breathed into it. 
It's that body of Christ. Hallelujah. That was made of a woman. Made under the law. Hallelujah. Are you baptized into the body? Are you in the Savior's bride? Have you ever been baptized in the precious name of Jesus? Do you want the joy of the Lord to overflow your soul? Do you want to rise up out of that grave? Hallelujah. When the trumpet sounds. I said, do you want to rise up out of that grave when the trumpet sounds? Hallelujah. Do you want to stand guiltless and blameless before the Lord in judgment? Hear what I'm telling you. I'm done, but I'm done. But one more, one more thing. When we stand before judgment, there are going to be two books. One is going to be the book of your life. And one is going to be the book of the Lamb's life. My life and your life is like this big. It's in alphabetical order, chronological order, and it's got all the, all, everything I've ever done wrong. It's in there. And the devil can't wait to throw the book, that big book, at me. He knows chapter and verse where everything is, where I said, what I thought, what I did, how I acted, how I treated people. He's got it all listed. And if I'm judged by this book, even every idle word is in this book. If I'm judged by this book, I'm lost. I'm already lost. But if my name is written in the book of the Lamb's life, (laughs) then my name being written in this book disqualifies all that I did wrong over in this book. So don't question me when I shout because I've got a reason to shout. When I was buried in his name, my name took on a new name. Joel isn't how I'm going to be judged. My name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. And Jesus said, don't shout because the devils are subject unto you. Shout and rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Come on, somebody, lift up your hands unto the Lord and praise Him. Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord and praise Him. I want somebody who feels you need completion in your spirit right now. Hallelujah. You need completion in your spirit. I want you to come in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, I want somebody right now to say, Oh God, I'm going to come right now in the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name. As we sing... We ought to run to this altar and say, God, I need, you to, I need you to make me whole again. I need you to cleanse me again. I need you to wash me and refresh me and renew me in Jesus' name. We are complete in Jesus. We're complete in Jesus. We are complete in Jesus. Come on, church, that's it. Just lift up a praise unto the Lord right now. Come on, that's it. Somebody come. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, come, let us baptize you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you need victory in your life, come and receive victory from the Lord. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, come and let the Lord fill you to overflowing with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, let Him make your marriage complete. Let Him make your mind complete. Let Him restore you emotionally and mentally, spiritually physically power in the name of Jesus there is power